When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor of that site. And I'm joined on this Thursday, July the 6th, 2023, as I always am, by Mr. Jay Head and Mr. Cole Pinkston. How about you, fellas? How about you? How about you, brother? Cole's got a little Keith in him. You heard him? Yeah, I do. Well, it's, my, it's, my, it's my tribute. Okay. Believe it or not, I actually talked to Get him. Get it again. July. How about you, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. uh, If you've been under a rock, you've missed a lot this week, man. We have had uh, news rolling out pretty much all week long. Some good, some bad. Not all Hmm. great. But most of it was pretty positive. We'll get to all that and more. First, we want to throw a little how about you here to the uh, woman who sponsors the show, Mrs. Jessica Andrus with the Talents Group, folks. She is a five-star realtor in the Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area. I promise you, if you uh, give her a call, if you use her for to sell your home, to find your new home, you will absolutely not be disappointed. She can do it all, folks. She is with the Talents Group, Jessica Andrus, 334-704-4442. Tell her we sent you. All right, folks, big news for Auburn this week, positive news for Auburn this week, is the commitment of Mr. D'Angelo D.J. Barber, the three-star. I think Rivals has him as a four-star. I think everybody else has him as a three-star, high three-star. Either way, Auburn loves this kid. We'll get to that because Cole can uh, attest to that. D.J. Barber from Clay Chalkville uh, picked Auburn over Arkansas, Georgia Tech, uh, some schools like that. Wasn't a statement kind of win like we talk about but he was one of those in-state kids that you can't let get out of the state and go to arkansas or georgia tech that you wanted uh so dj barber announced his commitment on tuesday july the 4th um cole listen you've been high on this kid uh for as long as i can remember you know even when he was a little you know three-star couple of offers but auburn was very high on this kid well why you, you have to forgive me because i I tend to lean towards the guys that are what I call a true traditional linebacker. Mm. And the game sort of went away from those guys for a minute. But the funny thing about football is when something starts going one way, offensive coordinators will learn how to, let's just say everything goes to a spread offense. Well, they're going to learn how to start powering it. It's smaller guys on the defensive line and the linebackers. Well, we can run the football. And it's just going to keep going back and forth like that, and that's how football works. The good thing about D.J. Barber is he fits both the new style of offense and he fits the old school style of offense. And the hard part about finding a good linebacker in today's college football, and there's not just a plethora of great linebackers out there. I'm talking about in college football right now, is you cannot find a guy that is old school anymore. It's tough. One reason is because you don't tackle as much in practice and stuff anymore. It's just the way it goes. Hmm. DJ Barber is a downhill. Every single first step he takes on the play is downhill. It's called a key step, by the way. He's yep. very good at it. He's uh, he's good on the sideline-to-sideline stuff. He can get in passing lanes. He can rush the quarterback. I just think that he is a traditional linebacker in every sense of the word. I think he's the kind of linebacker that Auburn's been successful with. Deshaun Davis, Jacoby McLean, Trey Williams, K.J. Britt. He's in the same mold. And I thought, man, this is it. When I first saw him, I said, you can't miss on that guy. That's a guy you've got to have. And you know what? Josh Aldridge felt the same way. With all these talented linebackers on the list, he said, that is a guy that I will press on and I will get eventually. Travis Williams, I noticed he's six feet tall. Is he he a lot like that for these older folks like myself? Yeah. Now, I mean, look, he's just a guy that he's so good against the run game, but he's good enough to be able to cover a little bit. And, and, when, and I've pointed this out a few times, but when he was he was pretty much the only linebacker that played in the seven on seven camps for Auburn this year this year at you know a couple of weeks ago, um, 
linebackers don't really do 707 as much. It's more for the DBs, obviously. He hung in there. Wasn't great in coverage, but if anything crossed his face, he knocked him down to the point where they were like, all right, maybe 707 it for you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> but no, he, it was he hard for him to hold back. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, let's let's take a little bit of it. It's just 707. We don't got pads on or anything, but that's just the way he plays, man. I love that. I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect fit for Auburn, number one. I agree, Cole. I mean, you're talking about a high-effort, high-energy guy, uh, very instinctive. And, look, he's athletic. He's Nobody's going to confuse him with Demarcus Riddick, right? He's not that kind of athlete. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't necessarily need to be with the way he no. plays the game. And Auburn has been successful with these kind of guys, with the Kurt Cranes, with the Alex Lincolns, with the Deshaun Davises, guys that might not have all the measurables, but you know what? They understand and process the game at such a high clip that they don't have to. They see it before it's going to happen. You're right. That first step by DJ is elite. That's one of those traits that you're looking at. Can a guy play the triangle? What's his first step like? Can he take on guards and tackles? Is he physical? Can he play sideline to sideline? DJ can do all those things. And so I think it was a very valued pickup. He's the kind of guy you're not going to have to motivate him every day at practice. As my drill sergeant once told me, his wood's going to be wet, brother. You're not going to have to worry about getting that fire started, okay? He's going to come to work every day. He's going to have his lunch pail. He's going to have his hard hat. He's going to do the necessary things to do. He's going to be the captain of your defense and get everybody set. He's got the whole game from the mental standpoint. And as he continues to develop physically, I think you're only going to see his game improve. So while it is not a blockbuster impact, like five-star type pickup, it's a value pickup all the same. He's a core guy that's going to be in this program. He's a guy that you can count on for the years to come to be productive. Good commitment, man. I had to have that guy linebacker. Linebacker position looks pretty decent right now. You've got Mm -hmm. Demarcus Riddick coming up potentially. Uh, announcing his flip on the 26th. You've got Wyatt Simmons, who I, I think is a real person. Yeah. I, I cannot, you know, prove it. But there is a there's a, a linebacker from Arkansas with some really good film <laughs> and uh, some really good offers. Yeah. Cannot, I, I, I don't know that anybody has ever talked to this kid. Except for I have one time. Did you really? I, I have a story with him. Uh, it was actually me and Clemente. We got him on the phone one day uh, wow. after he had left because he left at like eight o'clock in the morning. We both get there at nine thirty. Like, so know. now that he knows your number, he'll never answer it again, right? I've tried him again. I, <laughs> I, don't, think, I don't think Clemente's got him either. But hey, look, you know. So I we still that. don't know that he's a real person. Only somebody on the other end of the phone who uh, said he was. <laughs> I, hey, he was I, here from seven oh seven. I, I looked for him. I looked for him all over 707. Here's the thing, guys. When when guys like that come to 707, now I said DJ Barber was the only linebacker, but Joe Phillips was also there, but he was kind of busy, okay? Yeah, he, he was over <laughs> the tower. <laughs> and, and Barber was too, by the way. In fact, he's the one that was having the one-on-one conversations with Freeze, and right after that balcony visit, he comes down, talks to us, he said, ain't nobody beating Auburn, man. <laughs> I said, Arkansas, though, t Wiggins ain't, ain't going to beat Auburn. They ain't going to beat Auburn. So <laughs> he went ahead and locked down DJ that day, it seemed like. Joe Phillips the same way. Um, you know, the balcony visit, man, it, it paid off a little bit, didn't it? <laughs> but Wyatt Simmons, back to him, he's he's unique, right? I mean, he is as old school as old school gets. You're talking about a guy that didn't have a highlight video until this summer put it out, labeled his highlight video football, and that was it. No contact <laughs> information, no anything else, and just posted it. And it's like, you know I mean, Haley's comment going by as these recruiters saw it and got offers from Arkansas, Texas, Clemson, Auburn, Florida State, Oklahoma, really good SEC, ACC caliber football teams that have played at a very high level. Um, and he's been pursued by those. But I, what I found most interesting about Wyatt Simmons, he took an official visit to Clemson. He took an official visit to Auburn. And instead of taking an official visit the next weekend, he went to church camp for a week. Hmm. And then he went to Arkansas. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like, if you are drawing up Hugh Freeze's perfect player 
or Dabo Sweeney's perfect player. It's this kid because it's Walker not – Walker White of the defense. Yeah, he's literally um, – I think everything those guys want. Um, highlights are insane. It, you know, he, he plays at a very high level, uh, specifically with his reaction time. You don't see guys that are able to change gears the way he can. Um, his change in direction, that's, that, that's elite, what you see on tape. Now, I'll be interested to see what he plays like when he's in a higher-level competition because you can tell the competition isn't great. But, um, look, I trust Travis Williams' evals. I, I very much do. I trust Brent Venables to ID linebackers at a high clip. If both of those guys wanted him, pushed for him, would have taken him, that means we really stumbled across something if we're fortunate enough to land that one. Sure. Uh, some other big news I thought <clears throat> this week for Auburn, uh, just the the big cat list continues to grow. Uh, this morning I had uh, Jalen Hayward, the sure. top 100 DB from top 100 overall recruit, four-star DB who was committed to Georgia, confirmed with me that he will be at Auburn. So I think I have now eight. You've got the commitments, eight DBs. The DB group is is stupid. It's filthy. It's uh, let me just uh, five star, um, five star KJ Bolden, five star Zaquan Patterson, four star Jalen Hayward, top one hundred, four star Jalen Crawford, top one fifty, uh, four star Jalewis Solomon, top two fifty, uh, Amon Lane, Jaden Lewis, all four stars on uh, uh, somewhere uh, somewhere. There was eight, and I'm missing one. There's, oh, Kinsley Faustin. Oh, yeah, Kinsley Faustin. That was what I was about to say. Eight. So you got three commitments and five the, of the – it's not, no, not not five of the top the remaining. The top five defensive back targets remaining that's not committed to Auburn are all coming to Big Cat, or at least say they are. Uh, other additions, who else do we have? Well, I think they've all been DBs. Malcolm Simmons uh, confirmed this morning. Yep. Perry Thompson, DeMarcus Hurdick. To Marcus Riddick, Bradley Shaw. Yeah, he yeah, was, the, he was the other linebacker we we didn't talk about just a minute ago. He, he told me that a while back. I probably need to check back with him, but it, we're expecting him to be there definitely. Sure. Uh, I still um, I, I still have Cam Coleman on the list. I still have Red Morgan on the list. I don't know that I expect either of them at this point. I don't know. I just don't know what. I, you know, I'd take I, them off at any point. I probably wouldn't. Uh, Let them roll. Let him ride. No, I'm saying I probably wouldn't expect him to be there. Yeah, I don't know that I am. No, I, I think it's too close off the commitment timeline for them to probably show up at Auburn. Now, I, look, it wouldn't be the first time that I've been wrong, and I'm talking about wrong today. So, <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not beyond it for them to show up. But for me, the timing seems a little too tight for them to commit in the month of July and then turn around and show up for Big Cat Weekend. I, I, I expect Mal Waldrop. I expect yeah. Dalen Upshaw. And I just um, recently talked to Mal. He told me he was going to be there, you know. Okay. So that was good. Did you, did you say the, the Flying Squadron crew there, the J.J. Falk and C.J. May? We got C.J. and J.J., two four-star. I mean, are are these kids playing on opposite sides of the defensive line? Yeah, they do. How, what in the world, dude? Well, well, that's only because Keldrick's not there this year. Wow. <laughs> so that was Jeez. weird. Actually, J.J. plays in the field. He does not play the edge. Okay. And when I talked to JJ a, a little while back, he's like, you know, I kind of want to play safety. I'm thinking, buddy, you, you're a little big for that. <laughs> I love it, but hey, you might want to try linebacker. <laughs> Need to check with speaking of 2025. Alvin Henderson told me he was maybe going to Oregon that weekend, but if he didn't, he was coming to Auburn. Uh, I haven't heard back from him in about a week. He should be knowing where he's going. I think we all feel Auburn's the team to be. I think Cole has a prediction in for him. <coughs> I hope I do. Maybe I don't. Yeah, it was kind of after that week. I mean, he spent a good week at Auburn during June, and it was mostly because he was at a basketball camp. But there was a lot of downtime during that basketball camp, and whenever there was, he was just hanging out with Coach Freeze and, and all the guys over there at the uh, facility watching camp, you know, doing private workouts, all that kind of stuff. So he, I really thought that Auburn made a big move for him there. And I had already thought Auburn was in good shape before that. I, I think who was his who was his other school was it Alabama at one point? Yeah, but it's it's Oregon now. I mm-hmm. think Alabama's fallen off somewhat. Well, they got yeah. Anthony Rogers. 
Yeah, you got Oregon in there. Georgia seems to be in there somewhat. Florida State. Yeah, I think Florida State and Oregon, honestly, are the other two teams. Definitely a statement win for me. Alvin Henderson is yes. a statement win for me. Yes. If he doesn't come to Auburn, he's going to a high-caliber program. Yeah, he's going to a high-end power five mm-hmm. school, more than likely. So uh, that, that's the guy you got to have. Uh, the, the bad news this week, what did uh, the positive news outweigh the good news, uh, the bad news, but there was significant bad news for Auburn. Cam Coleman, the five-star wide receiver from Central Phoenix City, surprisingly announced his commitment and even more surprisingly announced it to Texas A&M. Yep. If he was intent on shocking the world, at least the United States where they play American football, <laughs> he accomplished that goal. It was uh, – I'll tell you the story. I think I told you all this before. We we had heard buzz for the past week that Cam was going to announce on Tuesday, and looked very could not find anybody at Auburn that thought this. And I thought, well, maybe they're just downplaying that they want everybody to be surprised. Right. Uh, but so, but you know, I was convinced at this point that if he did announce it on Tuesday, it was going to be to Auburn. Same. And so, but Auburn just didn't, didn't, and I guess that should have been the first red flag. Either way, uh, checking with the national guys, everybody felt very sure about Auburn. Um, and then when I saw his, he, he was starting his commitment video, I thought, oh, crap, I don't have my story ready yet. His Auburn commitment story ready yet. And then he was uh, pulling on his Alabama hat. And I was like, what? I don't, no, honestly, my first thought was, you got to be kidding me. Uh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> this is the ultimate. Like, like this, Tony Mitchell, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. then, he, and then he took it off the dirt. And I was like, oh, God, bless him. And then he put on a hat, and I was like, bless, what the hell? A&M? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm glad I didn't write this story. Oh, boy. Commenced the A&M, Damian Craig, with the ultimate, legendary, epic shocker. Yeah. Epic yep. shocker, shocker. Cam Coleman to Texas A&M. And, I, listen, I put up a post after this. all the, all this went down. I did some – I talked to some people at Auburn. Uh, they do not think uh, – listen, we talk about this all the time. Nobody's commitment right now is final, and that includes Walker Whites. That includes Joseph Phillips and, you know, whoever else. <clears throat> no, right. I think Walker White's done. Uh, but 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 big time dudes like Joseph Phillips. And I'm not, I'm not just saying this because he's not committed to Auburn. I'm talking about Auburn's commitments are just as uh, easily picked as well. Right. So, uh, but Cam Coleman, uh, you know, obviously his Auburn's not going to concede him to A and M. They're going to continue to push. They absolutely want this kid in their class. Uh, I think it was Bobby who said, who reminded me that I said any class of Auburn's that doesn't include Cam Coleman's is a disappointment. I think that's a fair statement. I still stand by that. The only way it is not a fair statement is if you flip Perry Thompson. I agree. And in my opinion, that's a wash. I, 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 I'm, I'm there with you. If you a flip, wash. Yeah, if push. You, Perry, Thomas, Perry Thompson is a push, and thus it is no longer a disappointment. I completely but I, agree. I agree with that statement. On his face, Jeffrey, when you made it at that time, and I agree I, with yeah. it right now, you, you don't walk away with a five-star wide receiver that erases that loss. It's it's not a great class. Because at that time, I was convinced Perry Thompson was going to stick with Alabama, and I was no way ever going to even have him at 50-50. Yes. Which is where I have him now. So uh, I agree, and I I, I think I, I don't think that's a stretch there. I still not. It's a still big. It's a disappointment to leave Cam Coleman. Yes. But you flip Perry Thompson. Now, if you don't get Perry Thompson, it's a disappointment. This class is a disappointment. No matter who you get on defense, no matter how many four, five-star DBs you sign, uh, it's going to be a disappointment. But Perry Thompson would make this a push. I think that's, I think that's a very good way to look at it, and I completely agree with it. I, I think Bobby Sweatpants does too. I think it's a disappointment for sure if you if you don't get one of the two. But as you can see – you know, you can go to the portal and get some receivers that are – it's not really about that to me. It's more so about 
what these commitments could do for Auburn football. Mm. And it ain't just about how good they are as a player. It's about what they are. It's about, it's about, hey, this guy's an Alabama commit that, that Alabama desperately does not want to lose. To me, that is the biggest thing. I mean, if you can overcome that, you can go overcome anything. Just about. Right? So, it, it's, it's a, it's a statement. It's not just, hey, I got a great receiver. It's a statement. We can do this. And we can yeah. do it again. We can do it again, too. And you better watch out. <laughs> I think that's important as anything. I, I don't disagree. I will say this, though. I do think it's a little harder to go to the portal and get a premier A number one wide receiver. I mm-hmm. think that's one of those – there's a lot of number twos, a lot of number threes in the portal, not a lot of number one alpha right. dogs out there. Right. Um, there may be one or two that hit the portal, but not a lot. And so you need to, in your high school class, you need to land pass rushers, you need to land wide receivers, you need to land offensive linemen and defensive linemen. I think you can go get decent quarterbacks in the portal. I'm going to be honest with you. I think you can go get twos and threes at wide receiver. I think you can go find running backs. But I think your premier positions, you have to land the majority of that out of the high school ranks if you're ever going to raise the ceiling of your talent on the team. I honestly believe that. And Guys, from somebody from the fans' perspective, because I think that's where I need to talk from, from as, as it pertains to, to Cam Coleman, it was an absolute gut punch, and it was something that no one saw coming. Even the national guys, as you alluded to, Jeffrey, you checked with them. There wasn't any other national site that had this. This was something that was completely orchestrated and kept quiet by A&M. And hat tip to them and Damian Craig for being able to do what they needed to do. Uh Moving forward, like you said, Perry Thompson, that takes the that that takes the bad taste out of your mouth on this deal, right? Like you flip that one, oh yeah, that takes the bad taste out of your mouth. And like you said, Cole, it's a signature win. And we're going to have a question about what are signature wins later today, but turn around, have a solid month of July with the other commitments that we expect to be in the class, and there are a couple more that we expect to commit, and we'll talk about one of those here in just a second. Um and then get a big, big cat or a weekend around big cat, and we're back, baby. But it's got to all come together. Right. And we need to see it to believe it now. If you didn't need to see it before, you need to see it now from the right. fan's perspective for sure because um, you had a lot of hope until that happened. And then it kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, it just took the wind out of your sails. Too. Big time. Big time. Good. Uh, Possibly get that win going again. You've got Malik Blockton announcing this weekend, Auburn or Texas. Uh, Jalen Crawford is expected to commit in the next week or two. Auburn, LSU, Florida, uh, big-time cornerback from Atlanta area. Uh, who else? Demarcus Riddick. Demarcus Riddick, Wyatt Simmons, who said he's going to commit in the month of July, who's okay. going to be deciding between Auburn, Clemson, and Arkansas. So those are, that's a big three battle right there. Yep. Like you said, Demarcus Riddick, Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn all in the mix for him. Perry Thompson. Mm-hmm. Tentatively slated to decide before his senior season. We think that's going to be sooner rather than later. I think if his commitment date or decision date or whatever you want to call it falls in line with what we've all heard. Right. Uh, he hasn't posted anything yet, but what, you know, kind of what's been put out there. Uh, Lewis Solomon, KJ Bolden, a couple of the DBs coming to Big Cat. They're going to announce that first week in August. I wouldn't, I wouldn't predict them to Auburn at this point, either one of them. Uh, but ask me again in a couple of weeks. I don't know. Yeah. Lewis is interesting to me. And, and yeah, I, me too. Before, I, I predict Florida State today because of the things he said coming off their visit. But let's see what he says coming out of Big Cat. That's right. I, 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 go ahead, Cole. I, I found the Lewis. And Zayden Walker, I find those interesting. Being Zykevis Walker's brothers, obviously Zykevis is still at Auburn, and he's got a chance to be a pretty strong rotational piece on the D line this season. But you know, I don't know if his his whole time at Auburn has been like the best thing ever for him because he thought about going to the portal a couple times. Sure, you know he hasn't played as much as he thought he would. Do you, do you wonder how that affects those recruitments? Uh, that that's sort of in the back of my mind if I'm going with gut feelings here, and I'm going to start doing that a little bit more, I think. So right now I would give Florida State the edge, but if he's going to be at Big Cat, you know, 
obviously something that is – I really do think that Zykevis has responded well to the new coaching staff, and I think that has something to do with it. I would agree with that tenfold. I think he has absolutely meshed better with this staff than he did with the previous staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would tell you that he had an opportunity to enter the portal in the spring. I mean, I think that that's that's common knowledge, right, and chose mm-hmm. – he chose to pull his name out, go through winter conditioning, go through spring practice, and got to the end of spring practice and said, you know what, I like this staff and I like my where I'm at enough that I'm going to stay right here with Auburn. And to me, that is a benefit to us because if he's bonding well with Coach Freeze, yeah. Jalua Salmon and his brother Zayden Walker are both big-time prospects in my opinion. Yes, yeah. they are. I've watched a lot of Jalewis's tape at cornerback, and and I think he can play it. I honestly do. In the beginning, I was with you, Cole. I thought he was going to be a safety, but I'm convinced with what I've seen, um, he's going to be a cornerback, and he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to do it at a high level. Right. Definitely be keeping an eye on that. We're going to be confirming <clears throat> more Big Cat visitors over the next week, uh, couple of weeks. What is today? The 6th? Six. Yeah. Yes, the six. So that's uh, three weeks, a little over, a little more than three weeks away. We'll do be doing our best to confirm more. Probably uh, do some editing as well, and uh, I'm expecting a lot more offensive linemen and defensive linemen. I know one guy's coming. I'm just I'm I, I got a. He's a big dog too. Yeah, yeah. I just got to hold off on him until uh, till he's yeah. okay with me putting it out there. He doesn't want a lot of attention. So I'm going to sit on that one for a minute, but uh, Auburn fans will be pleased. And uh, all right, so let's uh, let's get to some QFTCs. There we go. Questions from the corner. I, I, I love going straight to the folks and uh, to get them. So, so we're talking about things that people want us to talk about. They want to hear about, man, mm-hmm. uh, because we would just talk about <laughs> – Salt and watermelon. Salt and watermelon. Salt and watermelon and brush your teeth before you drink coffee, guys. Uh, War Dan Eagle, what would you consider a statement July? And then maybe just a successful July for Auburn. This is a great question. Who wants to take it? Does take everybody it. want to give their little opinion on this one? Because I've got one. I, I feel like I th- we're going to have similar answers, I feel like. Okay. Go ahead. I'll let you jump in first and I'll give you mine. I mean, it's real simple to me. It's, it's DeMarcus Riddick and Perry Thompson. Make those happen. Make them happen. I agree. It's, to me, statement means you get the four guys that we just talked about, okay? Because you got to get those. They, they, you know I mean, those, those matter as well. You got to make sure you land Malik Blockton over Texas. You got to close out Jalen Crawford over Florida. Right. You got to get Wyatt Simmons over Clemson. So you got to do what you need to do there. And then you need to land Demarcus Riddick, and you need to land Perry Thompson. And if I'm being honest with you, it's not going to hurt my feelings if you get you Lewis Solomon on August the 5th, okay? I think all of that's doable. I also think that it could blow up in your face. So, you know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. God, man, it's so hard to, to say. But that's the statement is getting all of those guys. That is the yeah. statement to me. It is because you're walking a really fine line right now, like you just said. It could go a couple of ways. One way is very good. One way is very bad. It is a very fine line. So you make those happen. And you you have, you know, not only avoided disaster, but shown that proven you can do this. Uh, you know, even without, you know, just without playing football at all, you can do it. What look, five star recruitments are ever easy. I think I made this post on the board the other day. There are all kinds of things that are going to happen with a five star. All kinds of people are involved. You got to know the background on each of these guys. You got to know all the moving parts. Right. And whether or not we have momentum for DeMarcus Riddick and Perry Thompson today does not mean that will be the case come Big Cat weekend. Mm-hmm. So you've got to figure out a way to maintain whatever leverage it is that you may or may not have, you know what I mean, and and see that thing through to a commitment. If you're going to have a successful July or a statement July, that's what that is. A successful July to me, land the other three guys we talked about and get one of the two. I, yeah, that's I think, exactly what I was going to say. I think that's a successful July. You got, if you walk away with one of the two and you get the other three that we've talked about, that's still a successful July. You you go three for five, you miss on Demarcus Riddick, you miss on Perry Thompson, and you still get Jalen Crawford. No. That's not success in my opinion. That's Brian Harson. 
probably a little higher clip than Brian. That's Gus. I'll, I'll give you that's Gus. Harson would have been about seven commits, but that's okay. But yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, okay, that, that that'd be Gus. But yeah, yeah. Oh, typical Auburn th- that we have grown to to know goes zero for two with Demarcus Riddick and Perry Thompson. Right. You yes. get one of those that's successful. You get two of those as a statement. Statement. Yeah. Yep. All right. Good stuff, Wardan. Oh, Clayton. Is there a better chance to flip PT or Riddick if you had to choose? Oh, which would – who does Auburn have a better chance to flip, Perry Thompson or Demarcus Riddick? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to go Perry Thompson because – I'm going to go Perry Thompson because I know the way Hugh Freeze recruits the wide receiver position, and I know we just got body bagged on Cam Coleman. All right, let's, let's be honest here with a set of toe tags to go with it. Mm. But Hugh Freeze recruits the wide receiver position at an elite clip, okay? He has done it and done it at a, long, at a high level since he was at Ole Miss. I think if of the two, now you might not get either one of them, but of the two, I think you got a better shot with Perry Thompson, even though you were competing against Alabama. And we know what it takes to make how a monumental step that is to flip a kid from Alabama. It just doesn't happen all that much. Um, in fact, the one time it did happen, in my honest opinion, that I can remember where it was that level, the kid ended up going back to Alabama after Gene Chizik got fired. So, to me, it's Perry Thompson, um, but I'm, I'm interested to hear your guys' pick on this. For me, it was easy. I'm I'm Perry Thompson. I'm team Perry Thompson on this. And, and you know why? Because I we've got Frederick on the case. We've got heard a lot more buzz about Perry Thompson than we have DeMarcus Riddick. Yeah. Um, so I'll give the edge to Perry Thompson. I'm, I've got them both at 50-50, but hell, who knows, man. I would, well, I would be more – let me put it this way. I would be more surprised if Perry Thompson didn't flip than if DeMarcus Riddick did. I, I agree. I think my pick is Perry, but what's interesting is Alabama seems to be the main threat for both. Well, we know it is for Perry. We think it is for DeMarcus Riddick. DeMarcus Riddick makes his decision three days before Big Cat weekend, which is rumored to be sometime that Perry could make a decision. He's supposed to be at Auburn. We know that. If DeMarcus Riddick goes to Alabama, and we know they're pretty close, what happens then? Does Perry look at that and you know, three days is a lot of time in recruiting. I've I've learned. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, do do you, does Demarcus Riddick start a chain reaction for you, or does he destroy one? Since it's happening first, that's what I that's what I sit here and and ponder about a lot with these two. Or do they both go to the same place and it ain't Alabama? It's possible. I mean, a couple of those things are possible. If I had to pick one of the two, I would say Perry Thompson. But how does Riddick affect Thompson? That's my other question. Fair. Very fair. So you think if Riddick flips to Alabama, Perry Thompson might stick with the tide? I don't know. Funny I think it's pretty likely. Cra- I mean, crazier things have happened. I'm just trying much to Much crazier. I'm trying to use logic in, in, a, in things that don't make sense. You're trying to use logic in an illogical profession, Cole. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Illogical uh, situation for sure. S. Rainey, 13, wants to know which potential 2023 signee will make the biggest first-year impact uh, potential 2023 signee. There is no potential. They're all signed, right? Well, which, I, I which guess. Signee potentially could make the biggest, I guess is what. There you go. Okay. Which 2020 signee potentially would make the very biggest first-year impact? 2023. I'm guessing this is high school. Yeah, or transfer? Hell, I don't know. Let, let's go. Let's do one of each. Let's do one of each. Um, for the transfer portal, it's easy for me. I mean, it's it's Dion. Excuse me, it's it's Peyton Thorn, right? Like how? <laughs> yeah. It. it I, he will, I, he will impact the team absolutely. More whether than good, else. whether yeah. good or bad, right. impact doesn't necessarily mean good. <laughs> hey, even if he doesn't start, he has impacted this team. By yeah. absolutely, yeah. look, we saw that last year, right? Yes, transfer yes. Quarter, transfer quarterback didn't start, and and look what happened. 
Yep. Yeah. Peyton Thorne, easily. Uh, Keldrick Falk, maybe a high school guy. I'm going to go Kay and, I'm gonna go Kay and Lee. I Kay think Lee. he's in, in the rotation as the third quarter. Cole with this boy, Deron. DJ, they call him, I'm, I'm told. DJ Reed. I think DJ's just going to have such a hard time getting onto the field early mm-hmm. enough, Cole. I think KM being here in the spring, already in the thick of it in the rotation, um, I think he's going to see the field more and you're going to get more of an impact. I think DJ can't, like, eventually, yeah, I, I think he's going to be a nightmare on the interior. But I think if we're talking about first-year impact, I just don't know, man. It's so hard to play on the line of scrimmage in this league and to not have been here in spring. Like it I think – I think it's significantly harder to play on the offensive line as a freshman, which I could easily see Connor Lou doing that if, if Avery Jones weren't in the way. And even so, I mean, that dude's going to fight for a job right now. But on the defensive line, it, it really, if you can cause chaos in any way, you are valuable, even if you don't fully know what's going on. So maybe in game one, Kay and Lee, but by game 10, I think DJ Reed's going to be in there, man. Okay. I think that's fair. I mean, I think that's definitely possible. Yep. I'm going, I'm taking Falk over DJ. That's a good pick. I, I probably would have, too, just because he was here spring. And I think he's actually going to be higher on the two deep when the season starts, if we're honest. But I like it. Oh, <clears throat> uh, the real Stevie Ray Vaughn. Steve Vaughn wants to know, can we expect Auburn to run hurry up no huddle this year? Yes, in phases. Yeah, it's, oh, it's the, not going to be. Oh, Hugh huddles up. I don't think. I don't think he huddles. I think it's more up tempo and slow tempo, and we're going to mix. Does it up. anybody huddle up anymore? And I break. Harson, Army. Of <laughs> <Hill>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Send it in place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the quarterback. <laughs> all right, we're going to go motion right. 14, uh, Can you imagine three. seeing seeing people On huddle three. up? The quarterback runs over to get you know get the play. Yeah. All right, now he's been, that, that that doesn't happen anymore anywhere. No, he doesn't. Sending the wide receiver in with the play, and, and, <laughs> the, center, and after the play, the center gets he's like huddle. Remember yep. the center? He's huddle I'm right here. Huddle, <laughs> huddle. Everybody huddle up around the center. All yep. the way through, all the way through high school. That's how the game was played, right? Yeah, oh. man. That's how we did it. But, no, I, I don't expect a huddle offense. I think it's going to be a lot of check with me. Things are going to be called a lot of scrimmage from the coaching staff. Right. Um, a lot of RPO decision-making done on the fly. There's going to be hurry up, but they're going to change tempo a good bit. I think that's what people have to get accustomed to. They are going to go fast, but they're going to do it in a way where it systematically makes sense for them and schematically makes sense to hit the accelerator. They're not going to do it all the time. When, the, when their defense is gassed, you can expect them to kind of take their foot off the throttle a little bit, give them some breathing time, play some complimentary football. And in the same sentence, when they know they've got an advantage in, on the offensive side and the defense is gassed, expect them to run at a high, high tempo. I mean, they're, they're going to try to absolutely wear you out. So it's going to be a mix of speeds because defenses have gotten too good at playing at one speed. You know what I mean? Kirby right. almost perfected that during his time at Alabama and learning how to defend the hurry-up-no-huddle. So you had to learn to to kind of vary things to to a slight degree. Right. Logan Dubs wants to know what is the most frustrating recruitment that you all have followed or covered? Most frustrating, frustrating. Uh, man, I mean, it could take your pick. I mean, I'm thinking back last year it was Tony Mitchell. The year before that it was kind of Kurt, Curtis Perry. Uh, the year before that it was um, Rashawn Evans. For me, will always be the the. The gold standard. The ones that tell me one thing off the record and in private and trusting, and I keep that yeah. secret, and then they burn me. Yeah, that's frustrating as hell because they're messing. You know that that, that ain't cool, man. I would say peaches probably had to be the hardest one for you, right? The most frustrating for you, right? That was pretty fun. Oh God. I'm trying to I'm trying to put myself back in that situation uh, and remember his recruitment. Because you were doing some deep dive investigative journalism on that one. Right? That was after it was over with. I, during the recruitment, I, I really don't remember. I remember 
you know, the aftermath. I remember the investigation. I remember the story. I remember the uh, the aftermath of the story. I don't remember being frustrated. Of course, I my, my memory kind of sucks sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I would say uh, I would say some of those. You know, the Tony Mitchells, the Curtis Perry's, the the guys that tell you one thing yeah. and trust, and then do the other. Yeah, make you look like an idiot, and they don't and they don't care. Did you the, cover? Uh, Go ahead, Cole. The most frustrating I followed was Rashawn Evans. And, and the I most, wasn't here for that. Oh, really? Yeah, he was, was on, you were on your hiatus in North Carolina. I, I was in Murphy, North Carolina. Sure was. I, mean, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't doing this. I was. I think Hoke was covering that. I think he was because we, me and him, have talked about that a lot. Comes from. I think, I think Justin would absolutely call that one his most frustrating after talking yes. to him. I um, think, I think he did to Justin what like, it seems like every, there's every year somebody new. He did because. Justin had listed he had he had your hot boards out and he had Rashawn Evans at seventy percent. Oh, that's where the seventy percent comes. Is in. it really? I thought it was me. No, it it comes from Justin, and oh, unfortunately, shit. he's. I'm sure he's he loves the fact that I'm bringing this out right now. <laughs> uh, that um, shit sure, ain't no shame when it comes to covering recruiting, dude. No, and, and look, the, Justin was reporting what the kid told him. What other players in there, you know, in recruits in that class had said that they had told him? I mean, it is, is <laughs> when Justin all but texted me um, when Cam Coleman did his thing. To oh, text Jarrell Poe for me. No like, question about it. Jarrell Poe. Oh, awesome. I didn't. I forgot about that. Yeah, Jarrell Poe told me. Yeah. Uh, you know, this was back before social media. I'm sorry, Cole. That just it just hit me. Everybody no, knows good. the Jarrell Poe Post story. This was yes. back in 2004. It's a great story. Early 2005. And no social media. Hell, I don't even know if we had cell phones back then. <laughs> had to have because Brian Matthews was up at Tumors with me. It was like, Jarrell Poe just committed to Old Miss or LSU, yeah. wherever the hell he went. I was like, no, we didn't. Because <laughs> my story was up with quotes. <laughs> I'm committed to Auburn. No, he committed to uh, Cole, go ahead. I'm sorry, big dog. No, most frustrating to follow was definitely Rashawn Evans for me. Most frustrating to cover, Bo Hughley. Ooh, Ooh good one. Very good. Because yeah, he, I mean, he tells you stuff all the time, even in private. Hey, you know, yeah. he would. <laughs> I, listen, I have a source that, um, never mind. I, I'll leave yeah. that off. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want to say too much about that one, but I hadn't thrown no, it out. No, 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 no. Maybe Bo transfers here one day. Who knows? Jaylee's Drugs is asking a Jaylee's Drugs type question. How high up are y'all sources? Obviously can't put them out there, but are they position coaches, recruiting staff, or people close to the program? Not going to touch that one, Big Dog. Yep. No. Keep moving. Good, good, good try, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, worth a, it's worth a shot, right? Uh, North Georgia Tiger, can you help break down the safety board just a bit? Tons yes. of talent being recruited for four spots. Take it away, you two. So you've got Faustin in the boat, right? Or mm-hmm. it's Faustin. Um, and he's probably your field safety. He could also drop into the nickel. Yeah. Yeah. But then you've got three safeties that are kind of grouped together. And I think Zach would take any one of those three, if not two of those three, if he could possibly get them. And that's obviously your five star out of Buford. Yep. In, in KJ Bolden. Mm-hmm. That is Zaquan Patterson out of South Florida. And that yep. is – it's Adam Hayward, correct? It's Jalen. Jalen Hayward. I'm sorry. A, AP is, is what he goes by. AP. Is it Pup? Or was that, was that Pup no, that Howard was, from last year? Pup Howard. Okay. Pup Howard went to South Carolina. Yeah. AP, yeah. And I think all three of those guys are grouped so closely together, they would not care yeah, um, right. about get, get one. Get you one get of them. One of those, and I think they are absolutely satisfied with the safety board with already having Kinsley Faustin in the boat. Now, beyond that, you've got a guy like Red Morgan. Um, you've had a couple of the guys that have been entertained there somewhat. Uh, who's Chris, the young man from Parker? That, um, um, from Parker. Or Parkview, I'm sorry, from Parkview High School. The oh, yeah, Ant- Antonio White. Antonio White. They've, they, they've you know, yeah. experimented, offered him, talked to him. Christian Peterson was a guy that they've – but I think he's fixed to come off the board like tomorrow. 
So yeah, I think the UCF, right? I think that's yeah. where he's going to lead. Tell you what, Gus t- killing it down there. Hey, it, let me man. say something on Christian Peterson. Now that's the guy. I feel the same way about him as I do D'Angelo Barber. That's the guy that's just a great football player, and thought he was pretty good personally. So that is a very good pickup, in my opinion. Cole, I'm with you. I thought he was the ideal ideal nickel for this scheme, and I'd still double back on him if if we have a couple misses. Oh, yeah, he he's he's a good one, no doubt. I agree. But I mean, as you said, safety board is strong. If you yeah. get one of those guys, you're you're in business. And Kenley Falston's good too, by the way. Yes, he is very. Good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's see. Kate Clayton is back. Uh, when December comes and signing day is done, how confident are you that Cam Coleman will end up signing with Auburn over A and M? How confident am I? That's one of those ask me later, right? Not, I, I, not very confident right now. No, me neither. I, mean, I, I have I have close to zero confidence, but ask me later, like Jeffrey says sometimes, maybe. We'll I see. think I'll have him at 10% on the hot level because Auburn's not going to give up. I expect him to visit again, probably come to a couple of games. They're going <clears> to <throat> – they're certainly not going to give up. No. And I have to tell you what, here's what gives me a little bit of confidence there is J-Head thinks A&M's going to tank. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't think Auburn's going to tank. I think Auburn's going to have a 2,500-yard passing quarterback. I think they're going to have a couple of 800-yard receivers. That brings up an interesting point. If if Texas A&M is is getting to the point where if they don't win, they're going to fire Jimbo Fisher, then wouldn't it be worth their while to get the buzz up by getting such a huge commitment that came out of nowhere? I mean, isn't that kind of strategic? Absolutely it is. It buys you time. We all know this. Recruiting buys you, yeah, buys you hope. It buys you goodwill. Landing five stars and holding on and signing five stars. Because look at Jimbo's record otherwise. He's a 500 coach in the SEC. Is he really? He's a 500. You take out the COVID year, he is a 500 coach in the SEC being paid Ten plus million dollars a year with an eighty million dollar buyout. Mm. Not, not to mention making a splash. But don't you think they would be willing to ante up a little bit more money than maybe others, just because it's desperation at this point? I think they could. And and look, I honestly don't know what the NIL offer was to to Cam Coleman, and I'm never going to pretend to know. I'm sure it was substantial. He's a five star, right? Like every one of those guys. Are going to yeah. get high end offers, right? Uh, is A and M in a position where they felt like they needed to overpay to buy, and it did to create some goodwill? Sure, I can absolutely see that scenario. And as much as I despise Jimbo, look, he's a fantastic recruiter. He's the best coach in August and December every year. Okay, <laughs> but you know it's what happens in between the months of September and November that usually end his season a little bit early. But that's just me. You know what I mean? And I do think they're starting to get upset with him there. I think a seven and five season puts Jimbo Fisher directly on the hot seat and a couple of those ten gallon hats start passing around the uh the money jar a little bit to figure out a way to get him out of there. I honestly believe that. Kevin Durant's burner two. Not to be confused with Kevin Durant's burner. How many commits do y'all expect to happen to happen at Big Cat? I think we put the over under at one point five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did 1.5 for 2024. Right, there you go. Um, But 2.5 overall, because we do believe that there's going to be a 2025 that will pull the trigger. Yeah, I would say two to three. I think I would say one to three. Yeah, one to three. I think two might be the number. If it's 2.5 is over under, I go under. If it's 1.5, I go over. So I, I'm, I'm landing on two. I like it. I got one to three, so that covers all my bases. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ace, you didn't say zero to three. That's right. Ace is full. Got, can't get shut out. <clears throat> Since we will take all four linebackers on the board right now, I'm going to go over this because I talked with Cole about this. Yes. And uh, he he has informed me, and on my next hot board, which will be out on Friday, I was going to make these adjustments. Okay. Cole? Talk, talk to me. I, Cole doesn't believe Auburn is going to take all four of those guys. He thinks it's going to be more of what, Cole? I, well, I did think they were going to take all four at one point. I've okay. 
I've checked in on that a few times now. I don't believe that's the case. Yeah. I think if Auburn gets Demarcus Riddick, then one of Wyatt Simmons or or uh, Bradley Shaw will yeah. not be in the class. One of those two. Now, if that's the case, I'm leaning towards right now it being Bradley Shaw that does not make it in the class. Okay. Because I really do believe that Auburn wants Wyatt Simmons. And now it could go either way with those two, but I, I just I get the feeling that Simmons is the guy that they would take. Uh, now, if you miss on Demarcus Riddick, which is obviously very possible, sure. I think I would put in a prediction for Bradley Shaw that day with pretty high confidence. You think is uh, this sounds pretty good? You got DJ Barber, Wyatt Simmons, Demarcus Riddick. Those are your three. I that's the ideal linebacker class. You right. miss on Demarcus Riddick. Bradley Shaw is your backup. Yeah. For Rickett. Now you're right. looking at a Bradley Shaw, Wyatt Simmons, DJ Barber class, or a Wyatt Simmons, DJ Barber to Marcus Riddick class. And I think there is, while Simmons may be a preference, and I don't know that, if Bradley Shaw just woke up tomorrow and decided he wanted to commit to Auburn, I think they'd be hard pressed to say no on that one. I think they'd probably say yes. I agree. You know what I mean? I like I think they like that kid that much, so it may be a first in the boat type situation between Simmons and and Shaw, with obviously Demarcus Riddick having the trump card over everybody. I, I think that's probably how it looks. And I'm with you, Cole. I felt for a while three linebackers was going to be a lot. I, I did not think that four was going to be the number that they ended up settling in on, and largely because do do kids want to commit to a four linebacker class? Like that's that that's a mm-hmm. lot for two spots. W. Grant, with players such as K.J. Bold and Perry Thompson uh, that are still in the fold, do you think we will have extra NIL money available if they decide to stay with Bama and UGA? Yes. I would think so. Yes. Right? If you're not using them on those two guys, you're going to have a lot left over. I don't know if it's extra, but you wouldn't be using it for them. And you had earmarked. You know, X amount for those two guys, and they they choose not to come to Auburn. Then you've got that X amount still in the pocketbook. Yes, you do, and and what it allows you to do. Let's see. Let me say this the best way that I can. You sw- you can swing for guys that may not even be on the radar right now. If you right. have that extra, you just just say you don't have to use it on those prospects. What they won't do, and I don't think they're going to go down to guys that are lower on the board. No, I just don't see the reason for it, and it's very unfortunate for those guys who are probably good football players. But let's just say you swing and miss on a guy like, oh, I don't know, um, Micah Hudson over in Texas, a great receiver over there, five-star guy. Give it everything you got on that. If you can't get that guy, and this is in the hypothetical that you miss on these these three guys or two guys, hold the money for for, uh, the transfer portal. No, I agree. And look, the baseline at wide receiver are four-star guys in Malcolm Simmons and Mario Craver, right? Like those exactly. are the guys exactly. that you're circling back on. It's not like low-tier developmental, you know what I mean, guys that don't have extremely high upsides. Right. Um, and you're right. You're going you're gonna to reinvest that money in the transfer portal. And I will also say this, that while they may have a set amount right now, if Auburn comes out and has a good year, say an eight and four year, you win your bowl game. Those NIL coffers might fill up again real quick. Right. When as as you get to signing day. Because now you've got I mean you've got some proof there that you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you've got some extra ammunition to to go back to some of those boosters that may have been fatigued at the beginning of this year as far as what they've given at this point and said, hey man, if you give me just a little bit more, this is what we can get. You've yeah. got that ammunition to work with now. Exactly. Next year for sure one. Predict all five stars that sign with Auburn come December if there are any some four stars that might be five stars by then. Five stars committed uh sign with Auburn. <clears throat> well, I I've got Cam Coleman signing with Auburn. Uh four stars that could be five stars. Perry Thompson. I mean, it's kind of a stretch, but let's just say Joe Phillips has another fantastic year. Mm-hmm. 
he keeps moving up the rankings, so it, it's not it's not impossible, but maybe, but probably not. So guys that are four stars right now that aren't five stars are Perry Thompson, correct? Demarcus yeah. Ruby. Oh, is he not a five star? I think they are on on twenty four seven, but not on on three. But let me check. That there, yeah, I, that, I was just saying uh, on my big cat list. It was if they're, they're in the range. Five, if they're in five star, any other? Uh... Sure. Well, hey, I, I still view that uh, <clears throat> if they're a five star on twenty four seven, that's fine. Uh, that's a five star in my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to think of the options here. You got Cam Coleman, you got Perry Thompson, you've got Demarcus Riddick. And KJ Bolden. That's really about it, right? Maybe Zaquan Patterson. Yeah, maybe because Patterson's a five star on rivals. Maybe there you he's go. a big jump. Um, oh, Kamari and Franklin could be yeah, a five star sure. before it's all said LJ McCray is a guy that could be a five star before it's all said and done. Jamate Waller maybe is is on in the oh, range yeah. there. Definitely him. Um, he's he's one of those kind of late sleeper guys. You know, he didn't have a ton of tape until this past year, and then he just right. exploded. Right. Uh, so predict all the fives are high and low, man. I, let's let's stay away from predicting them in the class for right now, um, but those are the guys that could be five stars that are on Auburn's radar and, and, and could be in the class. I'm not saying they will be. The Wolf. Can you say whether Cam Coleman swerved Marcus Davis, or is it too fluid to comment? What's that mean? I think he's meaning that he lied to him. Oh. I don't, no, I don't, I I don't know. It, it's not I a don't lie. Know. I don't think it's a lie or anything. Yeah, like. it, I, I think that's a hard one to address. Um, it, it's it's too fluid. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. We, right. Whatever happened, he didn't he didn't commit to Auburn, right? Right. Ground 066. Which player was your favorite to interact with during their recruitment, even ones that didn't end up at Auburn? Fair question. Cole, do you have in your short? Well, I got two in this class, DJ Barber and Joe Phillips. Look at you. I've enjoyed those two guys, man. They don't mind talking, and, and they're, they they both have good personalities. I talked to DJ Barber, and I get the sense that he is a guy that's, you know, it's almost like you'd hate to line up against that guy. He's got a lot of passion in his voice. It's like Takeo Spikes was. Same kind of attitude about playing the game of football. Uh, Trevon Reed overall is my number oh, one. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think backwards. Clay Whedon, we were hunting. Yeah, Clay. Yeah, pretty much, you know. um, i tell you what, uh, the kid who was at Notre Dame, yeah, we were so close that I can't remember his name. It's, uh, Paul Smith? No, no, no. He just transferred to SMU. Caleb, to come Johnson. Caleb Johnson, there you go. Yeah. Caleb Johnson, Garner Langley was fun. Reese's Mutes was a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. I bet Reese was a fun recruitment. Um, and I had some really good uh, interactions with uh, other. I, I can, you know, remember saying, you know, happy for you. Who uh, oh, hell it was even um, went to Alabama. It's a good question. Got a lot over the years, but Trevon was probably my all-time favorite. And then. Some recent ones, but yep, a lot of fun, man. That's one of the cool parts about this job is getting to know some of these really good kids, and when they end up elsewhere, and you still want to see them succeed because you know they're really good kids and they got cool families and they're really yeah. nice people. Yeah, and they shoot you straight. And Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like if they even to another school, and they're like, "Sir, Mister Lee, I appreciate yes. that for me. Yeah, this is what I'm going to choose to do." Absolutely, I like you know that. I'd probably say Jeremiah Cobb too because he was actually a little kid. From somewhere, I was like, I feel like I know you from somewhere. So it was, it, you know, it was one of those deals. But he nice. was always real nice for that reason too. Yeah, this is uh, that's one of the cool parts about this job. Tyler Scott is another one for me. Went and saw him a lot. Stephen Sings. Cool. That's a good one. You know what, Stephen Sings is. I, I, I developed a relationship back in high school with him, and so when when I, when I started. You know, the transfer portal, dude, you know, it was like I was reading back through our text messages from two years ago or whatever it was. And we had a uh, 
he was cool. So I'm really glad to see kids like that, man. I yeah. love to see kids that, that just want a chance at Auburn and they finally get it. I love to see that. Sylvester Smith. You know, Sylvester Smith was a guy that there was no Auburn chatter about whatsoever because whatever happened between them and the former staff, it just they weren't recruiting him at all. And uh, I saw him at the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game. He's a Tennessee commit. He's got on Tennessee gloves. And I thought, you know, just in case Auburn were to go for that guy, let me go talk to him real quick. I gave him an interview. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm good with Tennessee. I said, no, I'm just curious if if Auburn, he goes, well, I mean, that would be. And he's like, after the interview, he goes, how do you know to ask me about Auburn? I was like, I don't know, man. I was just guessing. He's like, I like Mario Austin, Cam Brown. No, trying to think of some of these guys on the team now. Oh, real cool. Caleb Wooden, for me, was good. Caleb. Derek Hall was really cool. I bet, man. Hall seems like he would have been an interesting Derek Jair, Jair Shorter. Jair Shorter. That oh, I'll tell you who was one of my favorites was El Toro, the boy. Oh. oh, how could you not like that guy? Yeah. Shot <laughs> <laughs> We did it, mama. Yeah. Nobody hugs me harder than El Toro. I, I bet, bet I bet Kenny Irons was a fun one to cover. Oh, both of those guys and their dad, David Kenny and uh, David Sr. David awesome. Salt all the time, man. <laughs> I love those kids. I bet. Man, they were such good athletes, weren't they? Oh, yes, they were. I doesn't yeah, remind Kenny me story about Kenny when we get off the air. <laughs> mm. uh, I, hey, hey, well, uh, I'm going to end it there. I have got a uh, girl to go marry. Yeah. <laughs> I go uh, catch a flight. We're going to leave early, early in the morning. I think we're going to leave Auburn around 4. Supposed to get in Hawaii uh, tomorrow afternoon around 4 local time. So that's like 9 o'clock here. We're going to talk like a 15 hour day. Pretty cool with three young boys. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be <laughs> a lot of fun. We will, uh, y'all, uh, so the call in show is going to take a break this week in honor yep. of me, my getting hitched. But the recruiting show will be back next week. Walker White is tweeting out eyes. Uh, the recruiting show will be back next week. Zach and the Bat's going to come to the front in my place, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. That's and correct. Then do the same thing for the call-in show next week. So uh won't miss anything more than one call-in show, and then I'll be back that following week. We'll be getting serious about some big cats. I know this. I will be checking in um during my vacation because I want to see Malik blocked, and I want to see what Jalen Crawford does, Wyatt Simmons, Alvin Henderson, if he wants to go. Uh, want, want, to, want to keep track of some of these commitments. So I'll be checking. I won't be completely off. I mean, hell, I've got three boys. I'm going to want to get out on the patio sometime and look at my phone, right? Like, leave me alone. Yeah. You, that, Let me go deal with these children on the Internet. Yeah. Not with the children <laughs> in the living room. <laughs> How about some how bashies this week, folks? Uh, three of them. All right. Nice. So the first one is a combined one for Rice and Kimasabi with the e-fight that they got into today, which was absolutely epic. You too. Come on, man. <laughs> but I told I, all I, I, show, I've never had to delete my own post until today. <laughs> I just deleted the whole post. It was my post. It was about Malcolm Simmons coming to Big Head. I had to delete it because of these two idiots. <laughs> yes, y'all were idiots today. I got thorough enjoyment out of that. Um, and then uh, how about you to Jessica and Jeffrey? Mm. Uh, best wishes to you both. Um, I'm hoping that Hawaii is going to be a really good time, my man. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Mr. Head. Yeah. <laughs> Cole? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you four. Go with yeah. Logan Adams. There you go. Logan Adams is recurring for me. Let's go C Rob ninety. Um, good one. Coach, Coach J Atlanta used to be a good fan. Now Coach J Atlanta, and then uh, C Armstrong or Carmstrong. I believe it's C Armstrong though. He's got the scoop on somebody. Demarcus Riddick. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, I got, uh, how about you to War Eagle J5? How about you to Joe Reed? There you go. Joe Reed, Joe Reed, Joe Reed, Joe Reed. 
<laughs> Cole's the music man. He wasn't entertained. No. I liked it. I liked it. All right. Uh, how about you to Pearl of Wisdom 07? How about you to Harley Tiger? Yeah. How about you to the musical Mo? How about you to Macker? Not to be confused with Mater. And how about you to Jack 22 Story, who um, is like a stalker on Twitter? <laughs> you got all right, Twitter he's like, here's, who, here's what all these people have liked. Here's what they've retweeted. Here's who they're following. Here's the most recent follows of uh, Demarcus Riddick and Perry Thompson. And here's the most recent follows of so. It's impressive, I think, in kind of a stalker kind of way. Yeah, I mean, not, dedication to it, right? It's not terrible for this business. I guess it's not. It's no, it's not. I, I found it interesting. It was a great post. I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And uh, I, oh yeah, uh, how about I'll give you a, a Logan? How about you? He made my banner across my big cat board. There you go. So we'll give a Logan. How about you times two? And let's go Harley t- Harley yeah, Tiger times two. Okay. He gave us a really good shout out, uh, which I very much appreciated. So that hard. might have been where I got mine from. I would suspect it was, brother. Um, but uh, really appreciate you, Harley. Good stuff from some really good posters, man. If y'all aren't subscribed to Auburn Live on three, give us a chance, man. A lot going on this July. It's a dead period for the next three and a weeks, two and a half weeks. But man, who's going to pick up that last week of July with Big Cat and then? Uh, you know, commitments, commitment season is going to come, continue, actually, I should say, into August. A lot of big-time guys coming off the board in August. Appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching, man. We appreciate everybody, period. For Jay head for Cole, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay out of that left lane. See ya.